Welcome, everyone. Bill Barty here, host of the Carolina Outdoors. For everybody who is either waking up early via the sound of the Carolina Outdoors as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard via the airways of WBT Radio, many others are joining us via podcast wherever you listen to a podcast, including jessebrowns.com. You can find us there, this segment, and other segments over the years. And on those segments, sometimes you'll hear us talking about one of the most participated pursuits in the United States. According to the NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, there are over 45 million Americans that take part in bird watching each year. And many of them, that is their entrance into the world of the outdoors, which is what we celebrate here on the Carolina Outdoors. So think about the different ways that we watch birds. Uh, some people on Lake Norman may be out fishing watching birds that are also fishing and using those birds to help find where the fish are. The same at Harker's Island with false albacore. Then there are the deer hunters that are waking up to the Carolina outdoors, sitting in their tree stand, watching the morning wake up, waiting for that trophy deer to amble through. And what are they doing but bird watching, as well as those of us who are at the kitchen window looking at the feeder, on our balcony or deck outside, uh, we get to see the interaction of the birds with each other, with the feeder, and with their overall surroundings. Well, our next guest has contributed to the Carolina Outdoors for, hey, and I'm not telling any ages, but for the past two decades, even when the Carolina Outdoors was a live call-in program here on WBT, between the hours of 6 a.m. and 7, Judy Walker would wake up and tell us what to look for in the world of birding. Well, she's back again. We're always glad to have her. She's been a member in the Mecklenburg Audubon Society. She travels the Carolinas and the country sighting and noting the birds that she sees. We welcome her to the program right now. Welcome, Judy Walker. Hi, hi, Bill. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. it we have been doing this for a while, haven't we? <laughs> well, from the very start of, of my tenure here, uh, Judy Walker has been a part of this. And uh, I have, uh, I have uh, warm thoughts every time your name pops up. So thank you for those 6 a.m. wake-up calls uh, when you uh, would join us on the program to share uh, about the world of birding and the Mecklenburg Audubon Society as well, Judy. I need to talk a little bit about that because it is a group that's 70 plus years old as it began as the Mecklenburg Audubon Club back in 1937, but in 1970, so 53 years ago, it morphed into a, a, a branch of the Audubon Society, um, the, the Mecklenburg Audubon Society. So 53 years we've been doing this. Talk to us, Judy, about how the club has changed and its mission over the past 53, or if you want, 75 years. Well, the club itself probably hasn't, uh, I don't want to say changed a lot. Um, we do at least once a month. Uh, a um, a program and uh, our program uh, every month is usually on birds or something about conservation and related to birds um, or some travel. So we do a lot of different things. We also one thing that has changed a lot 
um, is that we now do probably at least two bird walks a week. Uh, one uh, during the week for those who are not uh, working, and then on weekends for those who are working. And they're primarily in the uh, Mecklenburg County area, uh, maybe sometimes over into Gaston County and up into uh, Cabarrus County and over to Union County. So we, we do go out out of the area. Um, and we are actually, our, I want to say our membership goes from, you know, Salisbury to uh, Indian Land to um, Cleveland County and and all over. So we have a, a, a very wide variety of members. But anyway, um, we do uh, a lot, a fair amount of conservation work. Um, right now, we've been really um, concentrating on um, letting people know about native plants for birds. Um, and like right now, for if you're a backyard birder and you're also a gardener, uh, hopefully you have some winterberry, some some bushes that actually will provide food for for birds this this time of the year, natural food. Because some birds will not come into your uh, feeder, but they will come into winterberry or into um, some of the seeds that you leave uh, uh, to winter over and so forth and so on. So what we plant in our yard is as important as what we put into our feeders. Listen to you, Judy Walker. That has been a change since we spoke uh, way back mm-hmm. when via the Carolina Outdoors when it was live. So conservation, mm-hmm. I get uh, the improvement of habitat. I I get as well. One of the things and what you're doing for us right now is education. That's a big part. I do know of the Mecklenburg Audubon uh, Club and, and we appreciate that too. So with that education component, Will you talk to us a little bit about those bird walks? Uh, just kind of give us a lay of the land generally of how that works. Does everybody meet up in a common area and then just go for a walk through a neighborhood, yes. a greenway, a nature it's, trail? It's usually uh, a greenway, um, a park, or one of the nature preserves. Um, we for Primarily because that's where we can take the most people. <laughs> um there are places around the county that we um, birders monitor, but they, we don't take to uh, we don't take folks to the uh, there because it's either private property or whatever. But mm-hmm. most of our walks are on one of the greenways, uh, and we try to uh, kind of distribute them around the county. So um, we'll try and do a couple, you know, up in the north. We have a couple of places up in the north, like Abersham and. Um, Torrance Creek and Clark's Creek, and then we have uh, places down south, Four Mile uh, Greenway, um, Lower McAlpine, um, McAlpine Park. And then what's amazing is a piece of property that's almost in Center City. It's called Chantilly um, Ecological Sanctuary. And it is actually a reclaimed area that there used to be apartments there that flooded every time we had big rains. Mm-hmm. And the county finally um, actually bought the property out and they have restored it. Um, and it is a wonderful place to walk. It's not real big, but it is very attractive birds. We uh, This past week I was out there, we had merlins, which is a fal- small falcon. Um, we have um, all kinds of birds that come in there um, throughout the year. Uh, Baltimore Orioles are in there. All kinds of uh, lots of <laughs> lots of what we call LBJs, which are little brown jobs or sparrows and uh, small brown. I don't want to say brown birds, but they're 
they are only here during the winter, and so it's kind of an interesting thing to see there. But Chantilly is, is a great place. Um, another place that we often go, to, uh, especially in the spring, is Latta Park. Yes. Um, and that is um, a, a magnet. It's been a magnet for birds since the early 1900s, since the, the club started. Um, it's a great place to see birds during migration. Another good place is up at the um, uh, Latta Park. Latta Plantation, no, don't say that, Latta Preserve, Nature Preserve, up in Huntersville. Um, there's a, actually a prairie that they have been restoring to protect um, a, an endangered um, sunflower, and that always has some really cool birds in it, too. So, yeah, we meet usually about 8 o'clock um, and then uh, spend maybe about three hours. We, tr- we say time uh, time length is usually from 8 to 11 um, and then sometimes we have field trips out of the area um, like to Huntington Beach in South Carolina oh, yeah. to Jackson Park uh, and those are usually all day um, and or all weekend um, so we do have some further afield but most of the ones we have in the area are um, Definitely, only about three hours. Well, and Judy, I, on the on the bird walks that are local, uh, if there's a collection, let's just say there's half a dozen people that show up for a bird walk, or maybe ten people mm-hmm. that show up for a bird walk, is it yeah. all eyes and all ears on deck as you meander through a, a, a greenway or or a nature trail that you're listening for the sounds while also trying to sight the birds, whether it be in the trees or flying through or maybe somewhere at rest, and then um, maybe someone who's newer to the club or newer to a bird walk would be like, hey, Judy, what's this over here? And and then the group kind of works on identifying and uh, maybe a, a semi-educational opportunity there of, oh, that's the fill-in-the-blank. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a good explanation. And, and I particularly like having new people on the on the walk because in some ways they are even more alert um, and I, I love to have also younger folks with me because I'm getting I'm getting up there in years, and uh, they've got really good eyes. Um, the other thing, though, too, if if it's a little bit slow birding and so forth, we actually start looking at butterflies and, <laughs> and, yes. and, and plants and also. So we're not, you know, we're not. Uh, how do I want to say driven only to see uh, birds because if you're not looking at the whole environment, uh, and, and we'll talk. I often talk about. Uh, some of the stream re- restoration areas that we go to and talk about the history b- behind why why it looks so bad when they tore down all the trees and how it's better now um, yes. and so forth. So, so yeah, it is a true education, um, and it is a, a group effort. Um, I mean, I I kind of probably am the most experienced on the trip, on the walk, but um, there are a lot of people uh, that share the, the burden, and um, there are a, we have about a half a dozen or so leaders. I'm not the only leader. Um, so there are a, a good number of folks out there that are, we just really like to share um, our love of birds. And uh, Well, and if our listeners everybody. are just joining us, we're talking to Judy Walker of the Mecklenburg Audubon Society. The website, mechbirds.org. You can see the bird walks as a part of uh, the website and the different places and the different leaders, Judy, that you're mentioning. They're all listed Mm -hmm. on there. There's over a thousand members of the Mecklenburg Audubon Society. And as you mentioned, they are Mm -hmm. all over the Charlotte region. 
or I imagine bird walks are a good foot in the door for someone who is newer or maybe they consider themselves newer to the world of, of, of birding or anthology. And um, I mentioned that 45 million Americans per year take part in bird watching, but there's so many different levels. If you want to up your level, the Mecklenburg Audubon Society is a place to do it with the bird walks. Uh, and Judy, we're glad you're on here. While I've got you kind of uh, on this topic, will you talk to us about, you mentioned several different birds. What are some of the most popular birds in our area? And then the follow-up to that is we all know about the changing temperatures, the warming, that sort of thing. How does that affect the birds and maybe the birds that we can see in our area, in our own backyard? Um. I have been birding uh, or looking at birds and leading bird walks probably in the county for 30 years. And I have seen a tremendous change in the um, what we're seeing. Uh, now, in your yard, we're still probably the most common birds we're going to see are going to be the, uh, you know, the cardinals and the Carolina wrens, uh, the little noisy guy that wakes you up in the morning, uh, robins, um, woodpeckers, um, downy woodpeckers, probably the most common one, um, and next to the uh, red-bellied. Um, then uh, bluebirds uh, have done a, a good, uh, have come back from, uh, I don't want to say the brink, but they were in pretty, I want to say, short supply for a while there. But they've come back. And then there's a couple of sparrows. But uh, chickadees and titmice and, of course, starlings and pigeons, and those are going to be around as well. Um, the, the, more, the more you spend time out in your yard, just your yard, um, like I said earlier, not all birds come into your feeder. So there are other birds out there like the pine warbler which is the only um, it's a, a small, bright yellow bird, and it sings like a little, um, it sounds like a canary, actually. Um, it, it won't come into your feeder, but it will be in your yard. Um, same is true of, um, of some of the other warblers that come through. Um, there's a little brown bird right now called the, the hermit thrush, which is pretty shy. It's in your yard. Another one that's shy that's pretty common is the, um, the thrasher and, of course, the mockingbird, which are uh, their cousins. Um, so those are the, the, probably the main birds. I, I live on the east side of Charlotte, a small you know, property. Um, it's an older community. So I have, I've recorded about 70 different species, but I only have about 20, 25 to 30 regular birds that I see. Um, and that includes your doves and your, your um, cardinals. And right now, uh, lots of uh, white-throated sparrows. Um, they'll probably come into your feeder and so forth. So those are the common birds. Um, and Judy, before you go into the uncommon, I'm a, I'll remind our listeners, I'm going to remind myself, and maybe if I get this right, I'll remind you, but I think it was 25 years ago. Help me with this. Was it a ruby-throated hummingbird that was in your yard that, I mean, it made the news locally anyway? <laughs> it was it was an Anna's hummingbird. Ah, Anna's uh, hummingbird. Thank you. Anna's hummingbird. And that, that does, that's a nice segue into... Um, 
into the otter birds. Most people think, oh, it takes down your hummingbird feeders early fall. And you don't. I mean, you could still, if you still have camellias out or um, even a hummingbird feeder out, you can get winter hummingbirds. They're not the ruby throat. The ruby throat is generally gone, although some of them tend to stay around. And since with the, the change, the climate change, our warmer and warmer um, uh, falls and, and, and winters, uh, we wind up having these birds kind of get to this, they come across the country from um, Alaska or the Northwest, and they come across and they're headed towards the islands and to South America and Central America. And they get here and they think, hey, this isn't so bad. There's there's bugs, there's <laughs> uh, flowers, there's feeders if they're really smart. Um, and they don't they don't continue. They actually winter here. Um, and we already have several uh, what are called rufous hummingbirds um, in the area. And of particular note is one that's in um, Indian Trail, uh, and it's a broad broad-tailed hummingbird, and it's only the second one ever seen in North Carolina. Um, so keep an eye out. There can still be hummingbirds, um, and a lot of this has to do with the change in climate, the change in having warmer winters, uh, and these guys are just realizing they don't necessarily have to make that big, arduous trip across the ocean. They, they can shortcut um, to, it a little bit. Yeah, I, I, yeah they see... Uh, an advantage. Baltimore Orioles are another one. Um, when I first started uh, birding, uh, even in the winter, it was very rare to find a Baltimore Oriole. I have friends now that have three or four of them at their feeder, you know, in their feeders. Um, and that, if you want, depending on where you live, um, the way to attract Baltimore Orioles are is usually with fruit. Uh, oh. Put out oranges, and uh, the other other thing is grape jelly. Um, Listen, creating that habitat. These are some of the things I've learned from you. And, and, and while we're talking about the hummingbird, I learned it from Judy Walker to not put uh, feeders up for hummingbirds on the same side of your house because they're so territorial. You need to put uh, the feeders up on each side of the house to separate the birds a little bit. And Judy, with that, I need yeah. to switch gears w with you to talk about about something that's been going on for 120 years or so with the National Audubon Society, and that's the Christmas bird count, because the Mecklenburg Audubon Society has quite a bird count that happens starting about mid-December through mid-January called the Christmas bird count. Judy, tell us about that and how we can participate. Well, Mecklenburg Audubon sponsors or supports four uh, breeding bird, uh, not breeding birds, uh, <laughs> the Christmas bird, uh, Christmas bird counts. One is uh, South Lake Norman. Uh, another one is in Gastonia or uh, in Gaston County. There's one in Charlotte. And then we do one for the PD National Wildlife Refuge, which most people don't even realize that we have a wildlife refuge within an hour's drive of Charlotte. Uh, it's a great place. Um, and the Charlotte count we have been doing since 1941 or 40. I, I know we missed a couple of years because of the um, because of the second year, second World War, but it's from the late 30s on we have had we have done this count. And what it is is we have to stay within a a, a, a circle that's 
15 miles in, in diameter, and the center of our circle is actually at Woodlawn and South Boulevard. And so we have to we look at stuff there. And now when we started, the majority of that area was very rural. Uh, now uh, it's very, it's very a, urban it, and suburban. Um, and we have seen, I think when we first started, we were seeing maybe 60, 70 birds um, species. And now we actually are closing in on seeing, and we're usually in seeing 90 different species um, wow. it, within that area. And that has to do with the change, again, uh, in, in habitat and change in uh, weather and so forth and so on. And Judy, to, for us, the listeners, to sign up, we can we can jump in mechbirds.org. That's M-E-C-K, mechbirds.org. All the information to sign up is right there, and, and we can participate in the Christmas bird count. Yes. Um, all right, Judy. Yes, it was, you, what you would do is actually go to the bird walks, and the, all the Christmas counts are listed there. So you ah. can um, contact the the um, leader, and they would love to have you. Even if you're, we, if you're in the count circle, you can just watch your feeder if you want. Oh, and log uh, it in. And tell us what's uh, just be able to 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 see what's in your backyard you don't even have to go out judy we have um, to get you back on here because national bird day is following right after that in january too judy walker mecklenburg audubon society the website mechbirds.org i'm gonna take a quick break be back on the other side this is the carolina outdoors <laughs> 